630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. The Edmonton Oilers on a roll. 8-1, and one, baby. They've only done that one other time in team history. Back at it tomorrow against the Rangers. Going to be a big night at Rogers Place. Kevin Lowe's number four going to the rafters. In the NHL tonight, early in the second period, the Lightning lead the Leafs 1-0. Mikhail Sergachev, a head hit on Mitch Marner in that game. I imagine the Department of Player Safety is going to look at that one. Patrick Maroon, the former Oiler, has the goal for the Lightning. Also early in the second, Boston up 1-0 on the Wings. Islanders lead the Canadians 1-0. Vegas... Traded for Jack Eichel today. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Vegas up 1-0 on the Senators. And also early in the second period, Panthers lead the Caps 2-1. Panthers are 8-0-1 on the season. And the Penguins are up 1-0 on the Flyers. Games later on, including the Flames, home to the Stars. Thursday night football this evening as well. We'll keep you updated once that game kicks off. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Man, oh man, we got a lot to talk about. Like I said, Jack Eichel traded from Buffalo to Vegas. Brian Blessing from the Vegas Hockey Hotline will join us before the bottom of the hour as once again the Golden Knights go out and get a big-name player. He'll tell us more about the deal. And the New York Rangers with a pretty good squad. They're 6-2-2, arguably the best goalie in the NHL. They're going to be at Rogers Place tomorrow. So here's how the coverage will work here on 630 Jed, folks. The face-off show will be at 5. We will have the entire Kevin Lowe ceremony for you. It's going to start at 545, and then we'll give you the play-by-play of the game at 730. So face-off show at 5, the Kevin Lowe ceremony, and the game at 730. 30 and remember if you're going to the game the doors open at 444 the doors open at 444 the uh, number four of course a very significant one tomorrow night so and uh, the Elks game, by the way, uh, they're hosting Saskatchewan. That's going to be on Kissing Country 103.9. We'll chat with Blake Dermott a little bit later on. All right. I, I want you to think about this. And, you know, obviously the the, the guys who make the NHL, they, they are extremely lucky. And they know they're extremely lucky. But, hey, that's a grind. That is a grind. You're going out there 82 times a year if you play every game. Hopefully you're making the playoffs. Hockey is not a gentle sport by any means. There is a lot of travel involved. There's uh, a lot of times on planes and on buses and a lot of waiting for games to start and warm-ups to start and going through that routine over and over again. So you really got to love it. You're, you really got to love it. You, you got to love the grind. You got to love the challenge of day-to-day life. And some guys have been lucky to do that for a very long time. One of them currently plays for the Edmonton Oilers, Chris Russell. If you add up his regular season and playoff games, Chris Russell, who gave up number four before the season and switched to number six since number four is going to the rafters, Chris Russell has played a total of 938 games in the NHL regular season and playoffs combined. I didn't bother trying to add in all the exhibition games. 938 games. That's a pretty impressive number for Chris Russell. Kevin Lowe, who's going to have his number retired tomorrow, this is, I mean, this is almost stunning to say. Kevin Lowe, for context, has played 530 more games than Russell. Regular season plus playoffs for Lowe, he got to 1,468. I asked Russell about that longevity today. I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, obviously, he was a good player for a long time. I mean, we had a guy the other night hit 1,200. That's pretty pretty crazy to think so being in the league as long as I have um, 
you know, it's hard to imagine those kind of numbers, to be honest. Yeah, and of course, Duncan Keith hit 1,200 a couple of games ago for the Oilers. So there's just a little bit of context. Chris Russell, it seems like he's been in the league forever. He's uh, still over 500 games behind Kevin Lowe, regular season and playoffs combined. Russell also added today that he considers it an honor to have been the last player to wear four for the Oilers. Uh, to be honest, when I got here, there there wasn't... They just asked what number I wanted. I had, wanted. I had some success with number four, and I asked, and um, they said that would be all right. I I knew kind of the background a little bit. I took a lot of pride in wearing that number because I knew who had it before me, obviously. So it's, uh, I find it special that I got the opportunity to wear it. Yeah, Chris Russell, you can tell that uh, he does indeed feel it's a special honor that he's the last Oiler to wear number four. Now, the Oilers, we don't know for sure what they're going to do during the ceremony tomorrow, if they're going to be on the bench or if they'll watch from the dressing room. I asked Dave Tippett that during the availability today, and he said they're still uh, trying to figure that out. But it is structured tomorrow that there's not the warm-up and then the players sitting around for a long ceremony and then playing the game. Once the ceremony is over, it'll get into that routine of kind of a regular regular NHL game without a ceremony they'll do the uh, pregame warm-up flood the ice and then come out to uh, drop the puck around 7 30 so uh, even if they uh, they are watching the ceremony then they still get back into the routine of having the warm-up immediately followed by the game so just a, a note to remember there as well you can always get in touch of course 780-496-0063 that's the hotline presented by certain teed professional grade building materials you can follow me on twitter at reed wilkins r-e-i-d w-i-l-k-i-n-s and the email to the show is inside sports at 630ched.com and the Oilers have started 8 and 1 only one other time they did that and that was the 1985-86 season which was uh, actually the Oilers' best regular season of all time, even though it did not end in a Stanley Cup championship. That was the playoffs with the Steve Smith own goal in Game 7 against Calgary. So we're seeing some special things from the Oilers and uh, leading the way, of course, Two guys who factored in on this goal last night. Connor McDavid, two on two. In over the line, drop pass, dry settle, reach shot, score. He continues to feast on the Nashville Predators. Leon Drysaddle. He's got a pair. Drysaddle with seven points in his last two games. It's been a relatively by his standards, quiet stretch for Connor McDavid with just three points in the last two games. Dreisaitl has 20 points on the year. McDavid has 19. We're seeing numbers that really have only been produced by players who were on the ice in a much higher scoring era in the National Hockey League. You may have heard a, a, a caller called in to Rob and I last night with the stat on Leon Dreisaitl. The last player to have 20 points in the first nine games of the season, Mario Lemieux in 0 2 you see McDavid's name up there with players like Gretzky and Lemieux and, and uh, some of those guys from the 80s and the early 90s. And that goal last night by Dreisaitl, I, I remember noting in my mind as McDavid got the puck inside his own blue line to start the rush, Dante Fabro was the left defenseman for the Predators. You know, instead of skating backwards and getting in a position to defend McDavid like you would against a normal player, he turned around and skated forwards as fast as he could back towards his own blue line. That's the only way he felt he had any chance of being in the right position to defend McDavid on that rush. Got back towards his own blue line, turned around, and then he and his partner just kept backing in. And I was watching the replay again today. By the time Dreisaitl fired the puck, the two Nashville defensemen were inside the hash marks. 
they were so terrified of McDavid's speed and getting beat wide between them, getting undressed in a, by a one-on-one move, that they just kept going back, 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 and the puck gets dropped to Dreisaitl, who says, oh, this is great. I can walk into the slot and fire it. Look, there will be tough stretches for the Oilers this season, but I, I, I'm just starting to watch McDavid and Dreisaitl and thinking to myself, this is this is something I don't want to say unprecedented because in this market we had Gretzky and we had Curry and we had Messier and we had incredible players who put up eye-popping offensive numbers. But in this era of the NHL, they are the deadliest duo in the league. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that anymore. And I mean, it's funny about Dreisaitl he might still be overshadowed by McDavid around the league. I, I mean, there's still the, the chatter you see your articles written. Well, who, you know, what would Drysaddle be able to do without McDavid? Well, he's on his own line about half the time, first of all, and he makes plenty of plays on his own. I mean, they're over two points a game, nine games into the season. And you don't think they're going to pick up the, uh, keep up that pace. You never know. Special players do awesome things. We'll talk more about that as we go along tonight. One of the headlines today in the league, Jack Eichel traded from Buffalo to Vegas. The Sabres get forwards Alex Tuck and Peyton Krebs, two conditional draft picks. Here's what Eichel told Sportsnet's Elliot Friedman about the trade. You know, we obviously changed management in 2020 and it just seemed like we were heading towards another, uh, I don't want to say rebuild, but we weren't really in a position of, you know, that we were going to try and, you know, go win. And, you know, I was hearing a lot of things that we were going to try and uh, try and do a rebuild. Or I went to the team and just said I wasn't really happy with the idea of that and that if that's the route they wanted to take, that, uh, that maybe it would be better to move me and uh, use me as sort of a, as a jump start and, and, and get some, uh, you know, picks, prospects, whatever you want to say, and and, um, and and start your rebuild if that's if that's the case. And obviously that didn't go over well. Um, you know, I'm a competitor. I want to win. We obviously hadn't won, and I, you know, like I said, this is a business. This is, you know, pretty apparent to me after the last eight months, and I looked at that as a decision that I was making strictly uh, because I thought that was the best business decision for me as a hockey player and it didn't go over well, but, uh, then throughout the off season, I, you know, I give Kevin Adams a lot of credit. Uh, he, he went out, he, you know, signed Taylor. He, he made some trades. It seemed like we were in a better position to be competitive and that excited me again. And obviously we went into the season in January. We didn't have nearly the year we wanted as a group. And, um, you know, it was kind of just a, Disaster in terms of uh, you know personal season for myself. Uh, you know I didn't I didn't have a great year. I was uh, you know obviously injured uh, in in March and you know things just didn't go well. But um, yeah, I think I think probably just that that conversation that happened a, a year ago probably uh, you know had something to do with you know part of the the, the process being so. So difficult. what does this mean? for one of the Oilers' chief rivals in the Pacific Division. They get Eichel, but they're not going to have him in the lineup for several months. Brian Blessing from the Vegas Hockey Hotline. When we
Okay, it's been a busy day for this guy. Appreciate him giving us a few minutes of his time. Brian Blessing from the Vegas Hockey Hotline covers the Golden Knights, of course. Brian, thanks for checking in. I know it's been a busy day, a lot for you to talk about there. Uh, the the Jack Eichel trade is an interesting one because they bet a, they get a big-name player, but when are we actually going to see him play for the Golden Knights? Uh, best guess, Reed, if, all, if everything goes perfectly, I think uh, there's a chance right after the Olympic break, you know, maybe early March he's out there. And then the one thing would be, because of the three-week break, you're still looking at 25-plus games, you know, at the back end of the season for him to come in and contribute and, you know, be one of these things where keep your head above water, hang around, and, you know, be be within striking distance uh, at the tail end of the season in the division. And you get Stone and Pacioretty back and Carlson back, and all of a sudden Eichel's in there, and uh, it's a different animal. You're used to this covering the Golden Knights, aren't you? If there's a player out there, especially of any significance, it seems like the Golden Knights are always in on that player, even if they don't always get him. Always. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just the way it is. I mean, it's their owner. It's Bill Foley. He wants to win. He wants to win yesterday. And he's not really worried about the, the big picture, the future, uh, long-term stuff. But the reality of this deal is, read it gets them what they need down the middle of the ice it gets them younger i think you know with your core guy it opens the window for a longer stretch of time and i gotta be honest with you but this is the worst power play i've seen in the nhl what's been going on here in a long time they didn't score in the semifinal series against montreal and they haven't scored a power play goal yet this year and Eichel instantly, even 70% of Eichel just standing there on the off wing on the power play kind of solves that problem. All right. You mentioned some of the other uh, injured players, and certainly when the Oilers beat Vegas, uh, I guess about a week and a half ago now, you know, of course it wasn't a full Vegas lineup. And you mentioned trying to hang around. Um, they're four and five right now ahead of only Seattle, but games in hand on some other teams. Is that sort of how you look at the Vegas season? Try try to stay maybe middle of the division, and then you got to make a charge in the second half and try to see if you can track down maybe the Oilers, maybe the Flames in, in the you know the twenty twenty two part of the schedule. Yeah, I mean, listen, they're a game below five hundred, and this game tonight mirrors their season. They had a three game winning streak. They cut Colorado, who's playing terrible. They should have been destroyed by Dallas and somehow won the game, then blew a 3 nothing lead against Anaheim and won it in overtime, and Robin Leonard stood on his head. They should be down 3 nothing in this game at Ottawa, and they're up 3 nothing. Yeah. Interesting times for sure. Brian, I, again, I know you had a busy day, so I'm glad you were able to squeeze us in here, but I wanted to get a little bit of perspective on the Eichel deal. Let's find more time to talk soon, man. I always appreciate it. Hey, Reed, it's always a treat, sir. And it's a long season. We'll be talking. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So there's a little bit from Brian Blessing on the Golden Knights getting Jack Eichel from uh, Buffalo and going the other way. You got Peyton Krebs, uh, pretty promising young forward. Alex Tuck, who's injured right now, a couple of conditional picks as well in that deal. All right. Uh, Bison head guy. From last night's game, well, we got to talk to him, and Dave Maloney will tell you what to expect from the Rangers tomorrow night. Inside Sports on Chet.
630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.